You're listening to ReachMDXM233, the channel for medical professionals. In the United States, lethal injection can be imposed in 37 states and also by the federal government and the military. The origin of lethal injection can be traced to legislators in Oklahoma searching for a less expensive and potentially more humane alternative to the electric chair. But is it really? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Shira Johnson, your host, and with me today is Dr. Teresa Zimmers, molecular biologist, research assistant professor, University of Miami, Miller School of Medicine, Department of Surgery. Dr. Zimmers is an assistant professor of surgery and has just published a research article in the Public Library of Science Medicine, April issue, concluding that lethal injection is quite possibly not a humane alternative as we have thought it was. Today we are discussing her recent work and we are reviewing the data available on lethal injection. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us today, Dr. Zimmers. Your article is very timely considering the court cases that are pending nationwide. Thank you for inviting me. For our audience, can you tell us about how the current protocol for lethal injection was developed? Well, the current protocol was developed in Oklahoma by that state's medical examiner. Their electric chair was broken, and they were looking for a cheaper and more humane alternative. Without actually doing any research, medical or even researching the literature, he decided upon a combination of an ultra-short-acting barbiturate, in combination with a chemical paralytic, and then after that added potassium chloride. So effectively what Oklahoma and other jurisdictions use today is thiopental followed by pancuronium bromide, and lastly, potassium chloride. Was there a doctor involved in designing that protocol? Well, Dr. Chapman was a state medical examiner, and there was also input from the chairman of the Department of Anesthesiology at Oklahoma State University. So there were two doctors involved with the design of the protocol. Why hadn't physicians been involved previously? Well, actually, physicians have historically been involved in designing execution modalities, including lethal injections in Nazi Germany, the electric chair in the United States, and certainly lethal injection. You mentioned in your research that animal protocols are more stringently tested than what we've been doing to human beings. Can you elaborate a little bit more on this? Right. So one of the things that we did in the paper was to compare what the drugs at the doses that they are used in lethal injection to what is currently used in clinical veterinary practice. And as you may know, the combination of thiopental plus pancuronium bromide and potassium chloride, it's a combination that's prohibited for use for large animal euthanasia by the American Veterinary Medical Association for the very reason that the pancuronium can hide evidence of consciousness and suffering. So not only has the protocol never been subjected to any kind of experimental or or clinical testing whatsoever, it actually is contrary to current veterinary practice. And the outcome of such a sort of slipshod approach to the design is that not only is the protocol potentially not adequate to ensure anesthesia throughout the execution, but also the intent of the designer, Jay Chapman, was that each of the drugs be lethal independently. And simple math shows that the thiopental dose that is used is not only not a fatal dose, that at the lower end of the dose range we calculated, some inmates are getting merely a clinical induction dose. The dose range is about 6.6 to 75 mg per kg, 
And just for comparison, the LD50 in dogs, the only large animal model for which I was able to find data, the LD50 is 37 megs per kg. So if you were designing a protocol you, to be lethal, you certainly wouldn't pick merely potentially uh, much less than the LD50. And moreover, the dose range that's used in lethal injections for execution, if used in large animals the way is done in current clinical veterinary practice, often the doses would be insufficient to produce surgical anesthesia. And in fact, the range of time that would be predicted would be about a minute of anesthesia to potentially much longer. What type of lethal injections do they use in animals in terms of putting them to sleep compared to what we're doing in human beings? I'm just curious. Well, we did look at some FDA data. So animal euthanasics are FDA approved. One that's used is a combination of a barbiturate, not cyopental, a longer acting one, with a cardiotoxin. So the veterinarians clearly have figured this out. Now, what kind of responses are you getting to your paper? Are they all positive or some negative? I mean, how do people reacting to this in the medical community and beyond? In the medical community, I think people who trouble to actually read the article start rethinking their assumptions about the protocol. I think the gut reaction when you tell someone that the dose of thiopental is somewhere between 2 grams and 5 grams, the immediate reaction of most anesthesiologists is that's far more than sufficient to induce sleep and anesthesia of many hours duration. They actually don't stop to think about the fact that it's a bolus dose and rarely take into account the inmate's body weight. I think the anesthesiologist's reactions have been one of uh, surprise and acknowledgement that there is indeed a problem with the, um, the design of the protocol. And I would say for the, as far as the lay public goes that respond to the, the article in blogs and that sort of thing, the reaction is about 100 to 1 who cares? A hundred to one who does care? I think the response has been typically, who cares if inmates suffer during execution? And I think that's a separate question altogether. The current polling data suggests that, the, that U.S. support for the death penalty rests on the fact that they perceive that lethal injection is a humane method of execution. If you strip away the facade and it turns out that inmates truly are suffering, that may substantially change people's views on the death penalty per se. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM 233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Shira Johnson, and I'm speaking with Dr. Teresa Zimmers, and we are discussing lethal injection. You know, Dr. Zimmers, euthanasia is another area where the role of MDs has been controversial. Do you think that should be studied also? Actually, there are a number of published papers looking at euthanasia, physician-assisted suicide in Oregon and in the Netherlands. And one of the interesting things to come out of that is that it's been difficult for them to design protocols that affect death in a predictable and painless fashion. One of the things that we noted in the report from the Netherlands is that they actually do not use thiopental in euthanasia because, as they say, not you can't use enough of it to ensure death. Euthanasia is studied, and the results of those studies are published in very visible journals. So unlike lethal injection, that's something that has come under rigorous and more scientific scrutiny. Based on your work, is there a role for physicians in designing lethal injection? Do we expect to see that in the near future? Well, physicians have been willing to participate in administering the lethal drugs. Physicians design the original protocol and various polls of physicians have shown that physicians are willing to participate in executions. 
some say because they want to ensure a painless death, others because they believe they, you know, it's right and just. Our position as authors is that what has happened so far is that they've taken the tools and the drugs of medicine and used them executions to make it appear that this is a medicalized, humane procedure. And in fact, it's never undergone any sort of rigorous testing of the kind that is required for a medical procedure. That view of lethal injection is wrong. It is anything but a medical procedure, and it certainly may not be humane. Would you think physicians will ever be administering lethal injection? Isn't there certain moral as well as ethical issues involved there compared to euthanasia? Virtually all of the medical associations have come out against physician participation in executions. However, individual physicians have been willing to participate and, and in fact, have participated in executions in many states. The interesting outcome of that is that the mere presence of a physician or the participation of a physician does not ensure a humane death or a predictable death. I would think they're more likely to troubleshoot or repeat medications or have some leeway that an executioner may not have, no? Physicians were present at the very first Texas execution. They advised the person starting the IV that they had pointed it in the wrong direction. That was good. Basically, they had input on various aspects of that first execution, and physicians have had input in various ways on executions after that. I think the bigger question then, will physicians be involved, because we know they have been and likely they will continue to be, is should they be involved? Importantly, another another thing we haven't even touched upon is that physicians have played a tremendous role in shaping lethal injection and litigation. So there are anesthesiologists who have gone around the country routinely testifying in either the defense of the state or the inmate. And what they have routinely said is that this dose of thiopental is more than enough to ensure anesthesia if given properly. And that in case of California, that five grams is likely to kill virtually anyone it's administered to. It turns out they're wrong, that in California, inmates that have been given five grams of thiopental continue to breathe. And that, you know, the doses, as I've told you, if given to a large animal, would induce surgical anesthesia, but not necessarily death. So physicians have participated. I'm sure physicians will continue to participate. I think we need to have a dialogue about whether or not that's ethical, whether or not that they should take the tools and the drugs that other medical researchers have developed with the intent of improving the human condition and instead use them to kill. I think that's a big question. I think that's something we can talk about as a medical community and in the lay community. I think you've hit on the real question there. But if lethal injection was made painless, just like a satisfactory induction with anesthesia, do you think that would change the lay public's view? Or is everybody just running from this topic and they don't want to deal with it? Americans have a very conflicted attitude towards the death penalty. Because, as in general, the population supports the death penalty, but when evidence comes out that any particular execution modality is inhumane or that there's a lot of suffering or unpleasantness, people turn away from that and look for an alternative. So the picture is that we feel it's okay to kill. We don't want it to look too unpleasant. I think that's a big disconnect, and I think we really have to grapple with that. And for the future, your crystal ball, what do you see? I don't know what can happen. I think that um, what is going forward in states such as Florida and Tennessee is they're either fixing the typos in their lethal injection protocols or making some very inadequate changes. For example, in Florida, 
Now the warden is supposed to ensure that the uh, inmate is not aware and how a warden is able to do that when it takes an anesthesiologist many, many years of training to be able to get to the point of doing that for patients. That's, that's not clear to me. But uh, the momentum is certainly on the part of the jurisdictions is to make the fixes they think are the least fix that they need and then move forward. Executions are scheduled in Tennessee in the next few days. Well, you've certainly educated all of us. We're very familiar with the medications, but not in this sequence and not in the way they're being used. I want to thank Teresa Zimmers, who's been our guest. We've been discussing the science and the ethics of lethal injection. I'm Dr. Shira Johnson. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM 233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. And thank you for listening.